Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so let's, let's explain this now somehow. The Lightning scored a club playoff record five goals in the second period of their game against the Florida Panthers. They, they led 5-3, to three, but they finished by allowing three goals to none, and they've fallen overtime 6-5, to five, which began the overtime with the Tampa Bay power play. So the series is now 2-1 to one heading into Saturday afternoon's game. What happened? Well, see, what, what, what happened was... <laughs> right. Goodness um, gracious. The Lightning didn't play very well defensively. They uh, they lacked a commitment to the defensive end of the ice that we typically see with this team, particularly when they lead after two periods, which they were undefeated this season when leading after two periods. And they took a two-goal lead into the third period tonight and blew it. And, and, and most of that period was spent in their own end. They, they didn't make the plays to get the pucks out of the – their end they were making two fancy passes that were getting intercepted and picked off um it it just it it was a team that we've seen so often this year lock it down when they get that lead in that third period Mm -hmm. And, and they play in in the other team's zone and play that you know just relentless four check and and you know there'll be games where the team's down you know the opponent's down a goal or two and gets three shots in the third period Right. I mean, that's that's what the Lightning do. They did not do that tonight. And, and credit Florida, too. I mean, they were a oh, desperate yeah. team. Uh, Brian Engblom brought up a good point in the postgame show. Is, you know, oftentimes, they, you know, they say that, you know, okay, you're up t- 2 nothing. Well, if you were up 3 nothing, that's when the team really is desperate because it is must win. Mm-hmm. But, but as Brian said, the game you empty the tank in is the 2-0 game. Sure. Because if you go down 3-0, you're pretty much done. Yeah. So the game you better empty the tank is when you're down 2-0 cuz you got to make a stand there. Mm-hmm. And and they did. And and credit Florida. Uh you know, they they had what? They they were up 2 nothing early. Right. Then all of a sudden by the end of the second period they're down 5-3. But they came back and and it, what was weird tonight too is 11 goals scored, 11 different goal scores. 11 different players. Yeah, it was incredible. To your point, the Lightning were twenty six and zero when leading after two periods, and two and zero in the playoffs in that same scenario. Mm-hmm. So this was unusual. Here is the thing: I don't know whether you know whether it was a lack of discipline or, in some ways, maybe they got too conservative in the third period um, to to the point that they just kind of sat back a little too much. In other words, um, they they you are right; they couldn't get it out of their own zone. They um, certainly didn't look for chances to score. Uh, you know, a two-goal lead should stand up in the third period. We, like I said, they've never lost one this year. So I, I, I don't know. I kind of find you know the game started poorly and ended poorly. Somewhere in the middle, they caught fire on offense. But man, it was it was such a strange game that there were so many momentum swings. But after watching them play game two, they were structured. They played great defense. They choked it out. You know, if they had that same, like you said, commitment 
that they had in game two, this would not this would never have been a loss. Yeah, and it's 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 perplexing too because I'm going to bring up another stat that is kind of shocking because the Lightning, you know, for the last seven eight years have played so well at Amelie Arena. Mm-hmm. They have lost six of their last seven playoff games at home. So bizarre. So they they lose tonight. They lost two to Columbus in the sweep. Right. And they lost three out of four in the Eastern Conference Finals to the, the Capitals when they That's lost right. that series in seven games. Mm-hmm. Six of the last seven games on home ice, they've lost for the it's, it's It's almost as if when they get home, and you were there, okay, it's been almost two years since that many people watched the Lightning at Emily Arena, especially in a playoff game. There were some mm-hmm. 9,000 or so on, on, on television where I watched it. It sounded loud. It sounded like everybody was into it. Of course, going down 2-0 doesn't help. But when they came back in the second period, I mean, that place was going crazy. It's almost as if, and I, I don't know if this is true, but it seems as if they want to put on a show, that they, that they want to be spectacular in front of the home crowd, or they're so juiced that, you know, they, they try to make so many of these passes. I thought they turned down a lot of shots, especially in the first period. Um, you know, they had they had their opportunities, and, and they were always trying to make the pretty pass. We've seen them do this before. But I just I just wonder if it's like, okay, we're home, we got the crowd, let's you know it's almost like, you know, they're the Harlem Globetrotters out there. I mean, just play hockey, man. It's it, I I don't understand that that's such a bizarre stat that you would have that much success, you know, over the years. Of course I got swept by Columbus and that escalated quickly. But aside from that, you've had so much success over the last few years that your record would be like that at home. It's just weird. Yeah, and maybe maybe there is something to that. I mean you know, I, I mean, the crowd can, you know, jack you up and sometimes can get you a little too jacked. I mean, maybe that's what happened yeah. to Florida in the first True. two games, too. I mean, the, the crowds down there were, were nuts. Yeah. Um, you know, and you, you start to kind of lose your focus because you're in, you know, you're kind of into it. And, and, you know, crowds like this, they haven't heard in two years. I mean, fans in the regular season, but regular season crowds are different than playoff crowds, just like the play on the ice is different, too. Right. Um you know, I mean, that the crowd tonight was fantastic. And, and the Lightning came out, I thought, and played pretty well the first three, four minutes. Um, they did. You know, and, and then, you know, Florida kind of got two goals, and it kind of changed the momentum there. But they came out in the second period, and, and of course, they pour on five goals, which is a franchise record. Uh, Victor mm-hmm. Hedman tied an NHL record for three assists in a, in a period. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you thought, I mean, you sat there going to the third period going 5-3. I mean, yeah, they got this. I mean, that's, that's mm-hmm. what you're. Th- I mean, it, it had been five four or four three in a one goal game, and you you know, and, and I won't say you weren't worried at all, but five three with the lightning going in the third period, you're like they can lock this down. It's no done, problem. yeah, right. I mean, it, they they haven't lost a game twenty six and zero, two and zero in the playoffs with uh, leading into the third period. No matter even if it's a one one goal lead, mm-hmm. um, they had not lost it. I'm going to say something and tell me I'm right or if I'm wrong. And you mentioned the the three assists by Victor Hedman, and of course. You know he piles on the points in the uh, all year long in the postseason as well, and and he did do that offensively. I'm here to tell you, Steve, he's not close to the same player. He's a shell of himself when I watch him. I I, I just and I know the final play probably wasn't on him uh, to say the least. I mean the the puck kind of hopped over his stick, and Ryan Lumberg of all people uh, ends up with the with the game winner, not a goal scorer to say the least. But just watching Hedman, it's not the Hedman, and he's not. You know they're they're not playing him as many minutes. He always leads the team in in minutes played. Um, clearly, he's out there, but he's not he's not close to full strength. 
Yeah, and it's kind of been that way for a while. I mean, you know, I guess, you know, the reports are he got hurt, what, March 30th. So now we're, you know, approaching two months since that's happened. Right. Don't know what exactly what the injury is at this point, but right. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a hundred percent, but I don't know how many players are to be honest. I mean, you know, and, true. And that's one of the things we always learn in, in the in the playoffs is you don't realize how banged up some of these players are. Right. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of players you could sit there and say, you know, I don't know if Tyler Johnson's been healthy all season. I mean, you know, right. based on the way he's played compared to mm-hmm. what he's done in the past, or um, you know, some others, um, but. I thought Hedman played well tonight. You know, the last play maybe you could make a case for, and I think there's some other plays maybe he wasn't perfect in, but I I, I didn't think he had a bad night. I thought Ryan right. McDonough was really good. Yeah, um, I, I thought for Florida, I thought Carter Verhage was a monster, even though he didn't score a goal. Verhage um, and Strawman have come back. Sheet, but Verhage was a monster in this game. He was everywhere. He, he was tremendous, and Strawman's been – I mean, the, mm-hmm. Ratko Gudis had a goal. Yeah. I mean, all the former Lightning guys are just burying them right now. It's, it's really – Well, about half the sh- roster is former Lightning players. So. Well, I know. that's which, show, which goes to show you, you know, because you have to make these decisions from a cap standpoint, mm-hmm. but what a franchise to, to have this many, you know, really good players now helping out other teams that are now beating you. And it, and it's those guys that you, you know, those names, you know, that are showing up in these games. If or hey, he was, he was tremendous. I thought, yeah, I thought Jonathan, Jonathan Huberto was great. Uh, Rack mm-hmm. was fantastic today. The, the play he made on, uh, when Cooch kind of had the sort of a breakaway, uh, he held a little too long. It just went right at him. I thought that was a great play by Rack Yeah. He that. didn't expect that contact. It was almost like he didn't see him coming. It was, it was, uh, you know, he he asked, obviously had a guy streaking down the ice that uh, he was trying to get the the puck to. Um, you know, again they they passed up. You, how do you quibble with a team that scores five goals in one period? I mean, I just they're so explosive and every you know, like you said, I mean, eleven different players in this game scored, so it wasn't it, it was contributions from everybody. Um, you know, but I, I tell you. You know they they play Saturday now. It's a quick turnaround in in terms of you know they play at noon or twelve thirty something like that. Yep, twelve thirty. Which uh, is it's always interesting how players react to that because some players like it and others don't have a clue how to get ready for it because mm-hmm. they do it so infrequently. Right, uh, particularly that early. I mean, it's one thing if it was you know four or three o'clock, but twelve thirty is very early for hockey players. So yeah, I mean you're just you know. You're getting your morning coffee down at that point, but I mean, in some ways, I'm sure they'll want to get this out of you know this taste out of their mouth. They probably are anxious to get back out there and, and uh, atone for this. Um, these two teams are pretty pretty even in my mind. I mean, I think I think Florida is very talented. They they keep coming. They're really fast. You know, their speed shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're chasing them, you're not in a good position. You know, because they're just. They they can play the speed game with you. Well, one thing we've noticed in this series, and, and it's and part of this is their inexperience in the playoffs and 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 some of that is that when they score, they surge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, when, it when they give it when they give up goals, they kind of sulk a little bit, and you can kind of mm-hmm. pour it on that way. And that's kind of what happened in the second period. But they right. did get the one right. power play goal in that period, but you know when they when they score, they feed off that, and it just propels them. Uh, when good things happen to them, you know you've got to you've got to work harder to stop that momentum because they 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 use that surge. And, but when you start making good things happen for you, they tend to to kind of fall back on themselves. And yeah. you know, and that's one. You know, like I said in the second period, it just felt like the lightning had just 
yanked the momentum from them, and Florida didn't know what to do with it. Uh, they were they were reeling in that period when you give up five goals. But kudos to you know Florida who gave up five goals that period, didn't give up another goal the rest of the game. Right. Well, it's it's twice now in three games that they failed to hold on to a lead in the third in the third period. Um, and you know Victor Hedman after the game, they talked to him and he said, "Look, you know." you're going to have you're going to you know that's a good team over there like you know we're not going to win 16 in a row and lose none mm-hmm. to win another Stanley Cup like you're going to you're going to have some tough games it's all about how you respond this is a veteran team um you know certainly when you win a cup and you've been to as many finals as they have with this group they they know how to bounce back from from tough things he said and you know look they in the third period Florida pushed hard they made some plays but he also agreed with the fact that he said we sat back a little too much. You know, I thought we were sort of trying to protect the lead, and you know, we got to obviously do better uh, when they have that lead. But um, you know, you, you credit Florida. I mean, and here's the thing: to start the overtime, I mean, talk about a, a big break. Like they they give up the game tying goal, but they get a power play at the very end of regulation and start the second period. With the, with the biggest chunk of that power play still remaining. Um, and they really had had difficulty, you know, just getting it set up. Um, but they did have a couple good looks. In fact, I think it was – didn't Sergeyev hit the post? yeah, off the crossbar. I mean, you forget that that is mm-hmm. inches away from being the game winner, you know. And so, you know, it wasn't as if um, they did absolutely nothing with that power play. Mm-hmm. They, they got a shot that, that just, you know – just beneath the, the the crossbar there, so even even with all of that said, they could have won this game in overtime, but they didn't, and now they find themselves at two one. And they're listen, uh, you know, we said after they had a two zero lead, it's very tough for a team to come back and win four out of five. But if they win the first two and it's two two, you know, going back to Florida, no. now they got to yeah. win three out of four. So yeah, that's right. They uh, still got to win three out of four. Yeah. But I also say this, and, and John Cooper talked about this too, is. Look, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the series that after three games it'd be two to one, okay, you're okay with that. It's against yeah. a good Florida team that had more points than you in the regular season, and right, you know, yeah, you take that in a heartbeat. So, you know, it's easy. You know, it's the recency bias. It's easy to go, oh, the sky's falling because the Lightning lost this game. Absolutely, and and you know, a lot of people talk about momentum in a series, and, and most players will tell you there's not momentum doesn't carry over from game to game. Um, confidence can, and maybe the, the Panthers are a little more confident now because they finally got a playoff win against the right. Lightning. But, you know, momentum is created in the game and the, how you play. It doesn't really carry over. Because you had a great game on Thursday doesn't mean Saturday you're going to continue that. Now, you may go in a little more confident, and that can affect things. But, um, you know, but we've talked about it all along. I mean, the Lightning's experience, they're, they've, been, they've seen just about everything you can see in the playoffs. Right. Uh, for the last seven, eight years that, you know, you expect them, they're going to have a practice today at noon, and then you expect them to come out Saturday with, I would say, a little more commitment to the defensive end of the ice and getting the puck out simpler. You know, mm-hmm. quit trying to quit trying to make fancy passes out of your zone. Just get it out and then go chase. Uh, they made one that was, and, and I don't know um, exactly who made the pass, um, but it was it, it resulted in a Florida goal, where instead of just keeping it on the boards, they they pushed it towards the middle of the ice, and you know that's where you get the turnovers and the quick shots, and um, that was one of those two goals that uh, Florida used to to tie it up. And you know 
uh, I think that's what you're talking about. You know, just be simple and, you know, get it out of your zone, get it up the ice and, and, and protect your goaltender a little bit better. And I'm sure they'll make those adjustments. They're an experienced team. They've been here before. All of those cliche things apply to these guys. And yet, had they won this game, to your point earlier, 3-0 is, is a virtual lockdown. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's like this series, you'd have, been, you'd have been looking ahead, and it looks like for all the world that they're going to end up playing Carolina, another team that's, you know, they're way, really familiar with that won their division that is going to be a really tough out for them. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have to wait too long to, to try to atone for it. So 12.30 on Saturday, and we have a time for Monday's game in Sunrise as well. That's right. It'll be an 8 o'clock game, another late night in Sunrise. So, uh, mm-hmm. And we know that Just, game will happen now on Monday night. So. It should be sunset is what they should well, call it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Although the sun isn't setting yet at 8 o'clock right now in Florida. but It's actually a longer, right? Is it later than that now? Yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, we're in the uh, summer solstice times just about. I'm looking for some rain too, by the way. Anybody want to send some rain on my lawn? Because my water bill keeps going up. I'm trying to figure out how that's happening. I think it has something to do with the cement being mixed in my backyard every day. Jeez, <laughs> um, man. Um, we, we have been under construction. It, it's, there is nothing quite like living in a house that is being constructed while you live in it. That's not exactly the order it's supposed to go, but a lot of, uh, a lot of restructuring going on in here. So, yeah, um, I, I, you know, late nights have, have, have always seemed to be the thing for the most part. It was, it was nice to have, or so I thought, a 6.30 start until they went to overtime. And then my um, daughter reminded me, she goes, well, you know, they could go five. And I went, stop it. You know, like yeah, I, those, we just, those are bad words. Yeah, don't say don't say overtime. Although we're there, and let's let's hope they get the power play goal, and um, and they weren't able to do that. Florida killed it. I thought that gave Florida some momentum too when they were able to kill that off, as it usually does. And you know, so anyway, we'll see if the Lightning bounce back. They're still in pretty good shape. Uh, it's a long way to go to win a cup, and uh, the Panthers are not going to go quietly into the night. We know that now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Meanwhile, your Tampa Bay Rays, your red-hot Tampa Bay Rays, smoking-hot Tampa Bay Rays, they have won now seven games in a row, um, which is just one shy of what the uh, uh, the franchise high was a year ago when they won eight. Uh, their bats are as hot, led by one Randy Arozarena, who hit another home run. That's Who? Three. Who's yeah. that? Do I know him? Yeah, man, he's the, the dude that lit it up in the postseason. He's back. 18 hits they had against the Orioles. They went 10-1. to 1. Uh, It was their first series sweep in Baltimore since 2013. Uh, even yeah, that's, been, Orioles, that's, been a, that's been a place of horrors for them. Yeah, it really like, even like when Baltimore. As bad as good. Baltimore's been, they'll go in there and play 500 at best. Right, right. And now, and I love this, their road trip continues in Dunedin. <laughs> They begin a four-game series tonight against Toronto uh, in Dunedin, cause, and this is the last uh, series in Dunedin for the Blue Jays. I think they're going to move to Buffalo at this. 
uh, after this. But the Rays, I mean, and I, I'm telling you, Steve, I tweeted this out, and I knew when I hit send it was going to happen. I was talking about how baseball was in trouble. I'm watching the Rays. I was watching a game that had about four hits in it and about 25 strikeouts. And I said, you know, all the analytics, say, something's wrong with this game. I'm concerned about it. And I don't think the Rays have stopped scoring since. They now have scored 32 runs uh, and had 43 hits and 11 home runs in three games in Baltimore. I mean, that's a season's worth, right? 32 runs and 43 hits. We were all ready to write them off when they lost two games to the Yankees after giving up four runs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and since then, they've been on a tear. And, and, you know, so they beat the Yankees in game three. They then sweep the Mets, who came in hot. Right. But what I really love is they took care of a bad Baltimore team and didn't let them even take a game. And that's not a very good team. It's not a very good pitching staff. And they, they did exactly what you're supposed to do to those teams is just bury them. Right. And the thing you, the thing you have to also keep in perspective, like with their record and where they're at, having won seven in a row now, I think they're seven or eight games over 500 at this point. But um, at the end of the day, like this is the first series they played the Orioles. It's the first series. So, you know, a lot of these other teams um, have beaten up on, on Baltimore, have beaten up on some lesser teams. I mean, the Rays actually have played a, a fairly competitive schedule. Like you said, the Mets were red hot when they got here. They swept them. They've had several series sweeps already this season, which is hard to do in the major leagues. It's hard to go in and sweep any team three games or four games, right? No matter how, how good or bad they are, you're going to run into a hot pitcher. You're going to hit some balls at some guys. Um, you're not going to win every single game of every every series. And yet the Rays now put it together for seven in a row. Um, and, you know, their, their pitching obviously is starting to iron itself out. Rich Hill, by the way, I mean, what, how many – going into this game, I think he'd gone like 17-plus innings without allowing a run. He gives up one run. Um, didn't pitch his cleanest game, but you look at the results and you go, this guy's been, for the last month, the most consistent pitcher they have on their staff. I mean, he's just he's just been, uh, you know, not unhittable, but but you, you can't score any runs on him and, and solid and reliable – um, so, you know, I think from that standpoint, I mean, I, you, you never know what you're going to get with a 41 year old Rich Hill, but he's been spectacular for these guys. He has. And, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that look, the race schedule, the way it lays out is that the back half of the schedule is a lot easier than the front half and mm-hmm. that you just need to hang around the first half of the season. Like you said, you've played Baltimore once through what do you yeah. have? 45, 47 games at this point. Right. Um, you know, you're you're approaching the third way through the season. You've only played three of your nineteen against Baltimore. That's um, right. That's a team you should beat up on and win most of those games against. You've already played what nine against the Yankees, so you're halfway done with that season series. Uh, but and, and you've put yourself in a position where you're seven games above five hundred. Now you're only a game out of the division at this point. It's incredible. Um, it really is. You know, and, and, and you know you've got or you're hoping you get pitchers like Nick Anderson back around the all star break. Chris Archer. Um, Chris Archer, hopefully, is going to be back soon. Mm-hmm. You've got Pete Fairbanks back now, um, mm-hmm. you know. But so, I mean, what the Rays are doing and, and how hot their bats are right now. I mean, you know what? And run differential, what plus thirty eight. Um, right. You know that that's not that's not like them to have that high of a run differential. I mean, no. you know, because they play close games is what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see their bats red hot right now, it's fantastic. And look, we've all been waiting for Randy Arozarena to get hot. Oh my goodness! Um, you know, I mean, no one—I, you know, anyone who expected him to 
what happened in the you know the playoffs last year to continue for a whole season was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But to see him get toasty and get on a run, and then you start seeing Joey Wendell heat up and mm-hmm. Austin Meadows, and you know it, that hitting's contagious. We've talked about that. You talk about that all the time. I it's, think it really is. It, it, I just think that it. You get up there when other guys are hitting the baseball and you're scoring runs. You don't feel the pressure like I have to be the guy that did, that does it if mm-hmm. there's runners in scoring position. I mean, listen to these numbers. These numbers are like they're they're rare. I mean, because you know it was ten days ago. Just ten days ago, that I and other other people were ready to bury them because their lineup was just not producing anything. And since that time, during this seven game win streak, they've outscored opponents sixty three to twenty three. They have hit seventeen home runs. Now they're not exclusively winning with the home runs, but the home runs have come and they've come in a whole bunch of uh, together. They also have had eighty five eighty five hits. 40 extra base hits. They're batting 327 during this seven-game winning streak, and they are hitting 384 with runners in scoring position. They've got, you know, just watching them over the last few nights, it seemed like every time they hit a home run, there was two guys on. You know, I mean, they were hitting the big fly with uh, with a lot of guys on base. They trailed um, a couple nights ago, you know, what, five to nothing, and came back and won that game going away. There's not been a lead that they couldn't overcome. Um you know, it was, uh, it, I mean, you can go up and down the lineup. And I think that, you know, I guess, you, you know, we, we found out that you don't need spring training, right? Because their lineup has been lengthened by G-Man Choi, who has just showed up and just started raking. Like, he just stepped in the batter. It's not that easy, folks, when you haven't faced major league pitching. Uh, and he's had sort of, you know, overcoming injuries and in what's been a very long extended spring training. Uh, it's been really different and, you know, and yet he, he's been terrific. So yeah, I mean, everything's going right. You know, Rich Hill got up to 20 innings without allowing a run for, he finally did. Um, his last five starts is ERA's is 098. I mean, you can go down the line here and you go, you know what? The Rays are who we thought they were. They were the American league champions last year. That's who they are. You know? Well, and getting back to the schedule too is, you know, record against teams that are 500 or better. Mm-hmm. The Rays have already played 28 games against teams 500 or better. Wow, that's a lot. Where, like, the Red Sox have played 17. Mm. You're just a game back of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, and, the and, Red... and the Red Sox, and granted, they're 11 and 6 against those teams where the Rays are 500 at 14 and 14. But, yeah. you know, the Rays have, uh, their harder part of the schedule is the first half of the season. So, yeah. you know, if you're sitting there hanging around and close to the division lead by the, the All Star break, you expect the Rays to do very well down the stretch. And, and, you know they're putting themselves in that position. Seven games above five hundred as you're mm-hmm. nearing the quarter pole. What fifty four games would be the quarter pole? So yeah, yeah. Um, you know you're just a few games another week away from that. You know they're in a good position now. You know you need to keep it going against a Blue Jays team, which is good too. I mean, oh yeah. You know that'll it, be tough. You know, I, do I expect them to go in a sweep the Blue Jays? No, but you know you got a four four game series. Take two. You're on the What's road. Really- take two. What's interesting, and I don't know what they're going to do, give these guys the option. I haven't heard. I probably should read Mark Topkin. I'm sure he's told us in the Tampa Bay Times about playing in Dunedin. But uh, from what I understand, just reading the comments from the players, it's like, hey, we you know, we can sleep in our own beds. We can visit our families. We can you know, go play some baseball games. We're on the, we're the road team, but we're right here in our own, mm-hmm. you know, sort of in our own backyard or front yard or whatever you want to say because – um, this is this is could be a big advantage. Now watch the Blue Jays will be will go out there and sweep them, but 
The fact of the matter is that the road trip is continuing at home, which should be an advantage for you, you know, um, and just in terms of not having to be in a hotel necessarily if they have that option or not having to travel very far uh, for your games. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be outdoor baseball. It's going to be nice weather. Uh, should be a little humid, but um, I don't think there's a ton of rain in the forecast. So, you know, this will be a nice nice little respite for them uh, to be able to do this because I, I don't know if this chance is going to come along, you know, very often for them. So uh, unless they build an outdoor stadium and do this themselves until June and then move to Montreal, but that's that's down the road. So, yeah, big uh, big confidence booster. You know, you see your big players play big. I mean, this is this had everything in a series, uh, the last two series that you want, really. Uh, and so, you know, good for Kevin Cash, good for the Rays. And, you know, I think, you know, by Memorial Day, they could be leading the American League East, if not sooner. So, um, you know, they've, they've come back and they've come back with a vengeance. And I don't care, like you said, who you beat up on. This is what you do to bad teams or teams that mm-hmm. struggle pitching. You know, you, you fatten up your averages. You score a lot of runs. You make it easy on your pitching staff. Um, you know, you, you save your bullpen, all those things that, you know, will, will catch up and help you as you get into August and, and September and, you know, uh, down the road, it's going to really make, make a difference when you have these kind of games. So yeah, the Rays, the Rays are red hot, the lightning, uh, not so much. And, you know, it's going to be an exciting summer, I think. Uh, meanwhile, the Bucks are going to begin their OTAs on the 25th of May. We'll see who shows up for that. I know there's been some players out there uh, in the second phase of the offseason program. Um, the other day, I think uh, there was like 10 or 12 offensive linemen, uh, but Tom Brady's got to begin throwing someplace. Uh, we thought that that would, that would be you know this past week somewhere. Don't know where. Don't know if he made it out to uh, the IFN Healthcare uh, Center or not. A um, lot of social media with the Rays of late. You see where, like, Devin White did a virtual race of some kind with some guys. I mean, it's just been – they're all some, over the some place. Some wide receivers, right? He was racing some yeah. wide receivers virtually. Yeah. He ran on asphalt, but he ran really, really – nobody that big should run that fast no. that plays on defense. I mean, the guy is like 240-something pounds just about, you know, and, and he absolutely can fly. And I'm I'm such a – if I were buying stock – this would not be like Bitcoin, but if I were buying stock, I would be all over Devin White. I think he's going to be a superstar. I think he's going to we talk about him as one of the best linebackers in football. Mm-hmm. He's already there now. Um, he may be one of the best linebackers that the that the Bucks ever have. But the way his career arc has started, and and look, it's it's very early on, right? He's played two whole seasons, but the way his arc has started, that's the sort of gold jacket type player you look for. Um, you know, when you draft fifth overall. And I remember when he was coming out, a lot of people were like, yeah, you don't take an inside linebacker that high. Uh, and I went to the NFL owners meetings, uh, and John Lynch was there. And, I, and John, of course, was the 49ers general manager. And everybody knew, like the entire league knew, that Devin White, it just was going to work out that way, that he was going to the Bucks. Uh There wasn't going to be another team that was going to take him because there were teams that wanted quarterbacks, some, you know, edge rushers, that sort of thing. And so Devin White was going to be available for the Bucks if they wanted him, and everybody knew he was. It's probably you know over the years the the one player that was as tied to one team as I've seen in many many years. Uh, and I asked Lynch, I go, this you know inside linebacker, fifth overall. He goes, oh no, he goes, he's the real deal. He goes, that guy, that guy's unbelievable. And he goes, you just wait, you know. And sure enough, man, I mean the guy just gets better and better, and he's still a very young man from an age standpoint, but also a really young football player. 
Um, you know, he missed some games as a rookie, and he was playing his best ball. Think about the big plays this guy made down the stretch. You know, whether it was uh, you know uh, picking up a fumble against the New Orleans Saints or an interception of Drew Brees, uh, an interception in the Super Bowl in the end zone. You know, uh, just just so many plays that that he made throughout the postseason, and uh, you know, and towards the end of the year that. I, I just think the sky's the limit for him. So yeah, that was kind of interesting. Uh, Brady's all over the place. Uh, you know, he he's got movies coming out. You know, in the uh, in the late summer, early fall. Man in the Arena that's being teased everywhere. Uh, I think Bruce Arians has a book that's being written um, called "My Season in the Sun," something like that, about the Super Bowl season. So you know, it's that time of year where all these guys are gonna you know, finish up their, their projects and, uh, stay relevant and stay in the news. And we'll see if they can all, you know, keep it together when they get to training camp. So we'll have OTA coverage for you next week, as well as the lightning continuing on in the, uh, NHL Stanley cup playoffs. And of course the Rays beginning their series against Toronto. So for Steve Verstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay times. Have a great weekend, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.